Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Monday, June 22nd. The year is 2020. We are are we halfway through this year? No, no I, I refuse to ever believe that we're halfway through the year until it hits December 1st. Then I'll consider it, okay, we're finally halfway through 2020. That's how I'm looking at like it, at least. We got a summer solstice or something, right? Is that, isn't it summer? Is today summer? Yeah, yeah, the first day of summer was some point this week, and I think I saw that okay. really quick on Twitter. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what day it is. Um, not, not important. <laughs> Just simply not important. Today's episode of Locked on Spartans brought to you by the one, the only, Built Bar. Built Bar, baby. <laughs> Gonna build those bars, baby. I'm already Built starting to lose it. <laughs> Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Uh, my name is Will Hunter. I'm joined by my fresh off celebrating his first Father's Day co-host, Matt Sheehan. That's a very generous uh, intro there. But, Will, you, I mean, your first Father's Day, really, I'm still in the pre-Father's Day mode right yeah. here. So, really, the first Father's Day honors go, go to you over there. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because sure. I was not anticipating celebrating Father's Day. We certainly weren't anticipating celebrating Mother's Day mm-hmm. um, as mothers and my wife, or as, as a father and my wife being a mother. But things changed, and uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> things happen in this world, and so my wife and I both got to celebrate uh, a mother's and a father's day, respectively. Yeah, and so I was, pre- I was you know, I was prepared for Father to Be Day for the first Father's Day, right? Just sure, a, a few of weeks short of an actual Father's Day, but you're in that stage. Mm-hmm. So did you? Did your wife get you anything? Did anyone wish you a happy Father's Day or a happy sort of soon to be Father's yeah. Day? Yeah, no, she got me this uh, onesie that says uh, Dad's Tailgating Buddy on it with a little MSU logo. Oh. And on the back it says uh, Sheehan with uh, two zeros in the back. And, of course, that that, that broke me. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> I, I got a, a, a book of dad jokes, too, from nice. uh, my mother-in-law. Yes, yes, so that was nice. uh, very humorous as well. So, yeah, I did, for sure, even though... I, I, I don't know, like Mother's Day when you're expecting feels appropriate because they're the ones raising, I don't know, growing a human inside of them. Yes. They're, they're doing the hard job. They're doing stuff before the baby gets there, for me, sure. Me, Saturday night, uh, my pregnant wife at 2.30 in the morning picked me up from my brother's house after a party at his place. So, like, I've got life pretty easy over here. I don't feel like I should be celebrated. So I feel a little sheepish about it, for sure. Um, you're worthless. I am. Oh, I, I know that 100%. Uh, full transparency here. Here. So, yeah, feels a little weird to be celebrating Father's Day right now. But hey, yeah, sure. you know what? People are nice, and uh, I'll, I'll take it. I am very appreciative of it. Yes, it's uh, it's nice though. It's nice you got a little pre uh, whatever soon to be Father's Day action. I got mm-hmm. uh, uh, some nice things. My wife gifted me <laughs> a uh, a very very nice ice cream maker, and I am Ooh, okay. fired up. All right, oh, yeah. I am. I, I've got. Oh, you're you're like dead a, as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. have a thirty twenty to thirty forty dollar ice cream maker at home right now, and it is not very good. Okay. And its days are numbered. Its days are over, actually. That numbered. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's just a bucket that you put ice in, and, and the thing churns. Uh, it's not great, and now I've got like this self coolant machine with mm-hmm. all these buttons, and it's just I, I've elevated to a new level of dad, and I'm fired up about it. 
It, it's I could hear it through the microphone. Yeah, that, that's big time. I'm I'm pumped for you. Yes. On uh, on today's show, Matt. Yes. More more parent talk. We're going to be pessimistic uh, about COVID. Back, Actually, back to no, our old I, ways, Will. Yes. I don't think we will. I think we're going to talk about what's going on with coronavirus and college football because some wild things happened over the weekend. Mm-hmm. But I, I I'm going to provide some not doom and gloom to touch off the end of the segment there. So we'll talk about that. And then we got a nice email from a listener suggesting an idea for a segment. And we're going to make it into two from uh, listener Aaron Walker. It's about uh, Mark D'Antonio's tenure compared to other coaches sort of of his stature and trying to put things in perspective. So we're going to, I don't know, make fun of Kirk Ferentz and Jim Harbaugh and some other coaches kind of of that level and just... You know, take a stroll down memory lane. Good times, Matt. Yeah, of course. Good times. So that is the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, are you ready? I've never been more ready, Will. Let's let's rock and roll, baby. So you did a good job. Staying off the internet, it seems like, this weekend? Yeah, I've been really on a hot streak of staying off the internet uh, on weekends, which is very healthy for, for me. Yeah, uh, the we the weekdays, I reverse course and I completely <laughs> erase any goodwill that I've done over the weekend. But sure. yeah, yeah, I, I did a good job this weekend. Yeah, we were texting and I said something along the lines of, hey, we should probably talk about what's going on with COVID-19 and LSU and Kansas State and Clemson, and you you responded with what? I just, huh? <laughs> just, just blissfully like, unaware of, of what's going on <laughs> outside my personal bubble here. Yes, the way you said it was really funny. Could you you, you said could you like quickly sum up? Yeah, uh, what's your what TLDR, Matt? Really, really quick. <laughs> I, I know it's probably complex, perhaps, <laughs> but just hit me with the basics if you could, will. Like, well, LSU has 30 football players quarantined. Kansas State has shut down their practice, and Clemson had 23 players test positive. And you're like, oh. Mm. Well, well. <laughs> ah, problematic. Okay, shoot. That seems like a lot. Uh, anytime a, a yeah. quarter of your team has to be quarantined, I, ooh, mm. ah, not good. Okay. So any sort of returning of sports – is operating under the assumption that once you reconvene your athletes, there will be positive tests. Sure. The NBA is, has said that. The MLB is uh, sort of figuring out what they're going to do with their spring training area. Some teams are moving out of Florida because Florida is booming for COVID right mm-hmm. now. But pretty much everywhere. You know, Michigan State had won every school, every team that has players returned to the area for testing from all over the country it's inevitable there are going to be players that test positive, and that's to be expected, and that's not a big deal. So right. when we saw, oh, five Iowa State players tested positive upon their return, three Alabama players tested positive upon their return, not a big deal. Like, okay, we're expecting that. Mm-hmm. But when you see the headline, 30 LSU football players in quarantine after going to nightclubs in Tigertown, Baton Rouge. Ah. Ah. Tiger Town does look fun, though. I gotta say, I'll, I'll think can't blame them. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I almost got it being a college student we, myself one time. Yes, we have arrived at the crux of the problem with college football, and that is that it involves college athletes. Mm, Matt. Shoot, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh well, that and that old problem. <laughs> while you can reasonably look at a couple hundred professional 
basketball players and say, here's what we're doing. We're, we're going in the bubble. You're getting your giant game checks. It's going to not be fun. We're going to give you amenities. We're going to try to make this weird quarantine where you're away mm-hmm. from your family for two months as tolerable and as normal as possible. Yeah. We're going to, you know, you're going to get paid. There's going to be things to do, but you, you're going to do it. We got to do it. We have to do this. And you can look at that and be like, all right, that can work. I can see how that works. Yeah. What you can't do is take 10,000 plus <laughs> division one football players scattered across the entire country and say, all right, fellas. <laughs> We're going to need you to just go from dorms to practice facility, from Here's dorms the- to practice facility over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> don't don't go out to get food. Don't go out to the bars. Don't even think, yeah. <laughs> let's, let, let's come back to reality now <laughs> and settle in with uh, a nice evening in Tigertown as a small yeah. sample size for what is about yeah. to happen inevitably. Yeah, there are, what is it, 22 NBA teams, 15 sure. players on a roster, you know, 330. And they haven't even tried that yet. Like, who knows if, like, that'll actually happen. Sure, on the surface, yeah. it sounds, oh, great, they're in the bubble. Well, they, how, how could this go wrong? <laughs> well, it's, okay, there's X, Y, and Z. Like, the only league right now that's kind of doing, not the only, NASCAR's doing it as well, but, like, PGA is kind of in so- somewhat of a bubble. It, it kind of depends who you are. They're doing charter flights for a lot of these Golfers, whatever, but some are going private. But still, even we saw this weekend, one golfer picked it up somehow. Mm-hmm. I mean, Watney, like it's it's not a perfect yeah. science, and it will never be a perfect science. So we've Sadly. got 130 D1 teams, 100 players per team. That's 13,000. <laughs> that's a little bit, yeah. And they're not in one place organized. They are not professionals, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, a lot of the guys in the NBA are 31 years old, 28 years old, have a wife, have two kids, have real adult, a mortgage payment, right? Credit yeah, card you know, responsibilities, <laughs> sure. Uh, that is not the case for your Division One football players. So it is a significantly harder problem to manage, and as we're seeing, Clemson comes back, two players test positive upon the return, and then a week later, Two weeks later, whatever it is, 21 more test positive. Yeah. LSU comes back. Players are going out. 30 of them have to be quarantined after an outbreak at a nightclub, which is, duh, that's that nightclub areas, bars in college towns are going to be cesspools more than they already are. Right. COVID is on the floor at Rick's right now. It's bad on the floor at Rick's. That was ground zero for for this whole thing to begin with, yeah. Yeah, Besides that. And Kansas State is shutting down practice or workouts after, I think it was 13 or 14 players, tested positive a a couple weeks in, and that adds on, like, Houston is shut down for a couple weeks. There's going to be more and more happening. And, you know, let's pause right here. Mm -hmm. It's a good place to pause. We're going to pick it up in segment two. Because we're going way too long. But I want to... So there's sort of the negative, right? That is like, the sky is falling, all hell's breaking loose. Mm-hmm. This isn't let's going to, to like, plan. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's rein it in, though. Yeah, let's, let's... In a second here, we'll look at how this might be just... Okay, Matt. We could it, we might be able to figure something out. The Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. In the month of June, our company Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to $10,000. If you want to pitch in with us, uh, and we haven't picked a spot yet, we're going to pick a spot here, and we'll 
announce that. Um, but you can make your own donations. Visit lockedonpodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. Matt, we need to talk about Built Bar. We do. We absolutely do. Oh, Built Bar. We love Built Bar. Built Bar. Built Bar. Threw one down We've over got, the weekend, baby. Who yeah. the peanut butter one? That was a We got a one. few uh, tweets on Friday. Someone had their uh, mix and match box show up. Yeah. That they ordered. The best uh, box, someone else was saying, like, yeah, just fired off. I bought four boxes to get the 50% discount. You guys, just go check out BuiltBar.com right now. Go look at all the flavors. They've got a liquidation sale. They are clearing out product to bring in the new and improved formula, which I am personally fired up about. Because mm-hmm. uh, if they improve on the best tasting protein, protein bar ever, which is what they got right now, yeah. I don't even know. Like I, there's nowhere to go but down, seemingly for them. But they're gonna find a way to. They're keep gonna going. find another notch here. It's yeah. gonna be incredible. Built bar, like these bars, they're delicious. They are so like, it's it's as we we joke about it. We don't even get the science behind it. They're somehow low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and delicious. Like those things, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Nothing that has that tastes good. That's like give me a prune. Right. Yeah. Let's see. A prune, a prune is low in sugar and high in fiber. Mm-hmm. We'll fill those no. down. Yeah. Yeah. No. Built Bar somehow matches that and absolutely crushes it in the flavor department. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code lockdown. You'll get ten dollars off your first order. And like I said, liquidation right now. I think if you buy five boxes, you can get up to sixty percent off. If you buy four, it's fifty percent off, depending on the product and availability. Like stuff is selling out. Go there right now, builtbar.com. Check everything out. Use that promo code locked on for ten dollars off at builtbar.com. All right. So one of the issues with the way we do shows is sometimes you want to get more in depth on something, and you're just like, "Man, I am running out of time here." And I didn't uh, you want to just cram. described every episode we've ever recorded. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to cram everything into one segment. So we've got all these places with positive tests piling up, mm-hmm. and if you pull up a map right now of all the the COVID hotspots, Matt, yes, it's basically the SEC. <laughs> uh, yeah, with a touch of Pac-12. Oh yeah, Pac-12 is getting in there. Uh, but the SEC, the entirety of the SEC is just, they're rising right now. And like I saw things from Oklahoma where their their chart, right? We, we talk about flattening the curve mm-hmm. and their curve is flat, 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 flat because it just never really hit. And then it spikes straight up off the chart. Like it's just gone. Like that doesn't seem good. No. And so that's Oklahoma. Texas is having their issues. Uh, we already went over Florida a little bit, you know, the Carolinas, like all these places are having issues. And fortunately for college football fans, it's June, right? That's what's, yeah. Unfortunately, that... you would hope that after a giant first wave that killed 100 plus thousand people, that people would be more locked into fighting this. And, and maybe now that it is coming to new states, which is essentially what's happening, it's like showing up in places that really hadn't shown up yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe down the road, people will be more willing to, I don't know, wear a mask and take this more seriously. Don't be ridiculous. Right? Yeah. Don't be ridiculous. No, no. Heavens no. Not in so, this climate, please. <laughs> this is happening. Uh, HBCU schools have already started canceling games. Yeah, that's a bummer. And yeah, th- this is something where people who have asked me and who know what I do for work, like, oh, what do you think is going to happen with college f- football? I've been pretty st- steady, I think. 
um, I think the places that do a good job, take it seriously, and like legitimately get their their COVID numbers to a place where you're like, yeah, this is fine, like Michigan has done. Credit to Michigan and a lot of other states yeah, have totally. done this as well, but Michigan has done a really good job in terms of dropping their numbers. Then I think those places will get the green light and they'll be able to do it. But if you're a state that's like battling through, I don't know, let's just say Florida. Not that like maybe Florida figures it out and they can they can drop things off. But you're take it's August, it's mid August, and you're just a mess. Your COVID situation is a mess in your state. Hospitalizations, deaths, like it's all bad. It is very possible that those schools in those areas will have to shut things down. Like if I'm Tennessee and things are good and Florida is just a mess and the Orlando area and Gainesville is a mess and you're like, I'm not taking my football team down there. Like we've been good. You've got six players that are out this week because of COVID. How could I reasonably as a coach, as an athletic director, administrator, be cool with like, yep, we're going to expose our kids to this despite, you know, we did our job. They didn't do their job, but yeah, we're just going to go play because we got to play. Like, no, like that's, there's going to be situations where that pops up mid season. It seems inevitable, Matt. It, we're two months out. We're running out of time here. Yeah. Cause just like we talked about, I think last week that uh, a majority of these players said that they would need at least six weeks of prep to get ready for a season. Now, could they cut it on to four? Sure. Of course. But ideally, Six weeks before the season is uh, the, the sweet spot for, I don't know, yeah. start rocking and rolling here. Well, the, the NCAA okayed a six-week preseason for yeah. football and both basketballs. And I think maybe volleyball, too, which is why the volleyball athletes have been uh, brought in early. But, yeah, yeah, like, it's not that far away that you've got to be able to get people on the field. And if you're a place where... Your athletes aren't taking it seriously. Your your surrounding community, your state is not taking it seriously. Then there are going to be negative ramifications. You can't shut down practice in the first week and be like, "Yeah, we can we can play." Like we just didn't have practice for two weeks. Well, what does that mean for your timeline? If you've got twelve players on your team, how are you going to reasonably hold practice? And if that's the case, if it's spreading amongst football teams. If it's spreading amongst communities, how in the world can you justify bringing back the entire student body and just creating a, a more of a petri dish than the colleges usually are? Because you and I know they're not clean places, Matt. Not always, no. 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 So there are going to be some spots where if people don't take this seriously, if they don't put in effort and it... it Honestly, it, we've learned enough to the point where it's like, okay, if you wear a mask and just kind of be smart and don't do stupid high-risk things all the time, you're probably going to be okay. That's how you can Ideally. get the numbers out. Like, right. it's not, it doesn't seem that absurd. Like, okay, masks seem really important. Um, hopefully that point gets across. Uh, in other states, like it has in Michigan. Uh, but yeah, like, you're going to have a really hard time getting... All the teams, uh, I would say it's impossible that every single team is going to get on the field on time without missing practice due to COVID. Like, it, that's a 0% chance, right? That, that's how I see it, yeah. It, which sucks, obviously. Yeah. Because, uh, hey, totally sucks. we like football. Like, oh, yeah. This is driving me crazy because, like, now I feel stupid being a little optimistic like a, a week or two ago. <laughs> like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I still, I, well, I'm still on the optimistic side of things, but less than I was. 
a week or two ago, seeing these numbers yeah. come out. And I don't know what I expected. Like, yeah, like this is still a thing <laughs> that's that's going on. There's nothing. Uh, I, I Here's why. Yet. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm rambling. Sorry. No, you're good. Here's why it's not doom and gloom. I said we we would cap this segment off with like a little bit of a, a sunshine of a ray of sunshine. A sunshine of ray. Yes. A sunshine of ray. Yes. It is as we record this June 21st. Mm-hmm. We're in the voluntary workout stage. Things can get shut down and paused, like K-State has, like Houston has done, and maybe LSU and Clemson will do something because their outbreaks are large. We're still in a stage where things can get shut down. Everyone can look around and be like, okay, Clemson used one of our mulligans. LSU, Kansas State, Houston, they've used our mulligans. We're Oregon. Things are okay here. We're looking and seeing what's going on in the SEC. Yeah. Clemson used our mulligan. Let's refocus. It's the late June. We've got a few weeks here. A few really important weeks. Let's buckle down yep. and make sure that we are doing everything appropriately. And and this is like players, coaches, fans, communities. Because, like, man, the, the town of Tuscaloosa needs Alabama football map. I would say so. Yeah, it's very important. Totally. Baton Rouge needs some LSU football. Uh, but, but they, they, they've got enough LSU football. They've last got the last of a decade. Come on, no, but yeah, really. Yeah, like and and you've got time. The mulligans are being used, have been used. There's still time. It's not done yet. Hopefully, a lot of ball game can, left. We can refocus here as a collective and get on the right page. And if that doesn't happen, at least we're in a state that seemingly knows what the hell it's doing as it relates to COVID. And maybe there's only eight teams that play football this year, and Michigan State's one of them. It's like Michigan State versus yep. Michigan uh, the, in the one Big Final Ten Four. And, and the MAC just combined yes. conferences for a mega yes. conference, and we just run the, it like that. Just a 20 the, team table. It's the Big Ten, it's the MAC, and that's it. That's who's playing for the national championship. Mm-hmm. And Michigan Tech sneaks in there somehow, too. Oh, yeah. Great D2 school. They get to the playoffs. Oh, sure. Sometimes. Throw Fair State in there, too. Why not run, run, it, up, yeah. run it off with yeah. Fair State? Yeah. National runner-up like three Absolutely. years ago. Yes, sir. Yeah. So that's that's the good news. There's still time. There seems to be a reasonable solution. Mm-hmm. Wear a damn mask. Be smart. Small, <laughs> just the small sacrifices in life that we've been doing. I don't know. It's not asking the world, is it? Yeah, it's not. And we're in Michigan. We're in a state that has done a really good job declining those numbers and if things start to perk up again i have faith in the state the people of the state that we will all be like okay we got to do our thing again we got to again lead the way and be uh, an example of how we can drop these numbers as quickly as possible yeah Th- those are the the silver linings that i'm offering you but games I'll are going to can- games them. have already gotten canceled matt they're going to continue yeah. to get canceled unfortunately and we just hope it's not too many and i hope that it's not uh, with Michigan State, uh, be, because the safety matters here. You, 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 I got into like a fight with someone on Twitter who was like, uh, "Show me on Twitter? one." No, yeah. Oh, someone was like, "Show me one athlete has anything as bad has happened to them because of COVID." <laughs> so I googled COVID athlete death, and the first result was a college baseball player in Colorado who died from it. Yeah, and I sent it to well, the guy and just told him to bleep off, like. You can't have, like, yes, their population will handle it better than a bunch of 80-year-olds, 
But if a thousand football players get COVID, it's just math. Someone's going to get really messed up and, and there could be deaths from it. And if you push back college football in an irresponsible way and college athlete, a, a college athlete dies from it, it Not can't great. happen, Matt. Oh. It cannot happen. Yeah, or a it family member, or happen. family members, or friends that yeah. they've kind of yes. like. Listen, I, I know everyone wants to look at like the, the the stats that they want to believe and everything, and yeah, like the, the death rate is low for that population, of course. But just like everything you said, you, you can't. That do population it. Like, has parents. Yeah, I know. That population has coaches. Yeah, it's just it's not something that that can be done so we got to get this thing under control and that's just the honest truth like i'm not thrilled about it it sucks no, it <laughs> like, sucks. like this absolutely... it's gonna kill me it's going to eliminate my job <laughs> Matt. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online we almost for ended that years. happy almost ended go to it. <laughs> rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts which you and i have no idea no, what to do with heavens no but they also have like tail lamps can fix one of those replace one of those motor oil i do know how to change oil i know what oil looks like that's i know what oil do. looks like yeah they got carpet you could probably put a new carpet in your car i can identify carpet yeah Fantastic. And they got it for a minivan, a car, a truck, whatever you got. Classic car, daily driver, everything you need. Few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So easy for me to say, why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You wouldn't do it. Doesn't make sense. No. It's dumb. No. So don't do it. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Matt, today's episode is also brought to you by Mima Remedies. Mima. 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 Mima Remedies is a CBD company providing full-spectrum CBD hemp oil and flour. It's owned and operated by Michigan State alums and residents of this beautiful state that we call home. Whoop. Love supporting our fellow Spartans, Matt. Absolutely. Their products, they got no additives, no flavoring. It is the legit, true CBD stuff that you want. It's not going to have weird additives or chemicals or things you got to worry about. You're not going to fail a drug test or something crazy like that. And it tastes exactly like you want it to taste natural. All their products are third-party lab-tested, always below 0.3% THC. And to celebrate their first harvest in the state of Michigan, Mima is passing on a great deal to you. Go to MimaRemedies.com, that's M-I-M-A, Remedies.com, and use promo code LOCKEDON for 25% off your order. That is MimaRemedies.com, promo code LOCKEDON for 25% off your order. If you're looking for high-quality CBD products from a brand you can trust, Mima is a match made in Michigan. Okay, Matt, what are we going to do in this last segment? Because our clock's are all over the place. Uh, bebop around on the email prompt that we received. Sure. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Aaron Walker for sending in the email with this. Really just doing our jobs for us and producing a segment yeah, of the show. So one time for Aaron Walker. Thank you very much. <laughs> Should I say what it is or do you want to take it away from here? That's me clapping. Why don't you do it? I'm tired of talking. Oh, wow. Okay. 
There's a lot of pressure on me all of a sudden. Oh, God. All right. Uh, okay, so Aaron writes in. <laughs> hey, guys, a potential idea for a podcast segment. Okay, sold right off the bat. Yeah, okay, in. Uh, enjoyed your overrated, underrated segment. Thank you very oh, much. You. Appreciate that. Thank you, thank you. And also recently read ESPN Football's job tier rankings, somewhat combining those two. Would be comparing whether D'Antonio's MSU tenure was better, same, or worse than other, quote, fringe championship, end quote, coaches at their main schools. So he lists for the Big Ten, James Franklin, Brett Bielema, Kirk Ferentz, and of course, Jim Harbaugh. And other Power Five, if we want to get into it later, uh, like yeah. Mike Gundy, David Shaw, Gary uh, Patterson, and Mark Richt at Georgia, others. Um, but yeah, like obviously we'll start with, with the Big Ten. Riffing right off the top from there. You just want to take it for where Aaron started and riff on James Franklin, overrated, or no, not better, same, or worse, the D'Antonio yeah. era. Um, so, yeah, the, the fringe championship coaches here, these are coaches that competed for and or won league titles, um, aren't national championship contenders, but are kind of like that notch below. Some, so. in this case, aren't even conference championship winners, may I add. I just yeah, wanted to make that very not. clear. Uh, yes. That has not happened yet. Anyway, as, as you were. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, James Franklin. Uh, I'm going to go... It, it's got to be worse now. It's shorter, mm-hmm. for one. And like, in year, if James Franklin stays 13 years at Penn State, I, I could see it got ending up better yeah. than D'Antonio's. Mm-hmm. It's sort of on a trajectory to possibly be his James Franklin's problem is like his Ohio State problems. Correct. Yeah. Which, um, you know, D'Antonio had some certainly, but he also was able to beat them in a couple of really huge spots. And no one else on this list uh, in the conference is going to be able to say that combined with the number of championships. So Franklin mm-hmm. has one Big Ten championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2016. And, um, that's really wonderful. That's really great. They win a bunch. Um, he's going to have to add a couple more league championships. How long has he been there? He has been there since 2014. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't that long ago because Bill O'Brien. So he's 50, 56 and 23 there, mm-hmm. which is solid. Um, and before that, he made Vanderbilt a bowl team three years in a row, which which is probably more impressive. Uh, very much so, more impressive. Absolutely, I, I subscribe to that. Um, I still think he's kind of overrated in terms of what he actually does on Saturdays, um, but he's pretty darn good at everything Sunday else. through Friday. Yeah, pretty pretty damn good for sure. Pretty damn good. Um, so he's worse right now, but there's a, definitely a chance he could end up better. Um, What's it in six, seven more years? Mm-hmm. I think so too. That that's fair. I mean, it is the Ohio State problem. Like he's got recruiting absolutely rolling at Penn State. The only problem is Ohio State is somehow recruiting at a phenomenal rate, even compared to Penn State standards that they've built for themselves. But yeah, I mean, Penn yeah. State for James Franklin when he took over in 2014 to be I don't know, I don't know where I'd put Penn State. It wouldn't be one or two in the Big Ten. He's probably not even three. But now they're clearly the, the number two team in the Big Ten East. Yes, I, I don't feel like that's slanderous. Easy. But, yeah, it's and he, it's a pretty comfortable spot to be in for sure. Get yourself in a New Year's Six Bowl, what seems to be like every year, if not every other year. So, yeah, he's got some good cooking. But at the end of the day, one Big Ten title. And, man, God, yeah. lost that Rose Bowl, too, against USC, which is an all-timer. I would, love, I, I would like to give both teams a win for that game. That's how much <laughs> I enjoyed was, that game. So. Yes. 
Moral win, which, and that's something that we cannot say. And I'm just going to jump ahead to Kirk Ferentz because, boy, his one and only Rose Bowl game, uh, I would not like to give him a moral victory mm, for that one. No. But we got a lot of other stuff to talk about with Ferentz because I think that's the hardest one on the list so far. Yeah, so Ferentz has really done a lot at a place where, I, I mean, Iowa certainly has some history there. But it's hard to win football games. Exactly. Right. I think he's punching above his weight probably at Iowa. Like, we we all clown Ferentz. Like, oh, he hasn't won a Big Ten title since 2006. 2004. Oh, my God. Even longer. Yeesh. Imagine not winning a conference title since 2004. Couldn't be my team. Uh, Anyway. But at Iowa, yeah, just like you're saying, it's, it's a brand name. They got some history there. How much of the history, though, is because of Kirk Ferris, though, and what, what I mean, he was able to do. Since 99. I know. He's been there for a hot minute, man. But I, I don't know. It's, it's tough to defend in, I, I can't even calculate, 1999 to 2020. Uh, the carry the one. 21 years. You have two Big Ten titles after 21 years. You've yeah. gone to one Rose Bowl, and you lost 4,000 to zero. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to have to go worse, right? Like, do, do you want 21 years of sustained success they almost make a bowl every year i think there's really been two hiccups since what two hiccups since 2001 and they've been rolling into the bowls ever since except for two years 2007 and 2012 it's too much seven and five though is right that's the thing there's just he's a he's a career at iowa he's won 61 percent of his games Mm -hmm. which is solid I mean, solid, well, solid. That's it. It's just solid. So I think yeah. here, here's a better way of looking at the Kirk Ferentz problem. Would you rather have the last 21 years of MSU football where you have the John L. the Bobby Williams era and even the bad years of the Antonio era? But for about a seven year stretch, you have payoffs that very few programs in the country can even say they've ever had. Or yeah. do you just take 21 years of hey? We're pretty decent. Oh, oh, an Orange Bowl. That's pretty cool. Oh, five years later. Hey, another one. Oh, hey, we're in the Rose Bowl getting smacked around a little bit. But I, I think I'd take the MSU still. I, I, yeah. Even, even though the, yeah. the, the Bobby and the John L. days were far to be desired, I still like Rose Bowls. I still like Big Ten championships, plural. I still like exciting wins. I still like beating your rivals. Uh, it was a pretty cool era for that seven years. I feel like that makes up for the other... I don't know. We'll call it 14 years of mediocrity at best uh, at state if you take those years out. Yeah, and state ceiling is higher than Iowa's. Yeah, yeah. I think that's shown. But, I mean, for and, sure. Yeah, and so you you give some you give Ferent some credit for getting to a Rose Bowl, but like, yeah, getting taken to the woodshed and losing the game seven minutes in. Well, the first time you get to like, yeah. Stay, I mean, I think when MSU got rolled he, in their bowl game, an at, bowl win. yeah, and well, and when MSU got housed in their bowl game the same year, at least they kept it entertaining for the first <laughs> half. Like they, they they gave the TV viewers at least that. Yeah, Iowa, was, not not at yeah. all. It was twenty eight zero and uh, before the first commercial break, seemingly. Yeah, it's it's tough. I I think I'm giving the edge to D'Antonio, despite the fact that he. Was in a, a slightly nicer situation because damn it is hard to win at Iowa. It is, and well, I mean, John L made it hard to win at state too. He did not inherit yeah, the, the greatest situation he here in uh, East Lansing. So, he is did. it a homer pick? Maybe I don't think so, but I, I got to go D'Antonio there. Jim Harbaugh's the easiest one. Like D'Antonio's is worlds better. 
Uh, it, being in Ohio State, winning conference games, uh, marquee <laughs> yes. bowl games. Yeah, I would say that's that's yeah, pretty good for sure. It's not even close. No, and it, that's objective. Like, I great Harbaugh can win, go ten and three, eleven and two every single year until the end of time. If he doesn't beat Ohio State and doesn't win the freaking conference and get to a playoff, like. Doesn't matter. Don't even start the conversation. It's the complete opposite of what Ference has at Iowa. Like Michigan has it all. They have unlimited funds, <laughs> unlimited brand, unlimited exposure, unlimited resources to get athletes and everything like that. How do you never even show up to Indianapolis after the game's been held there for what is now close to ten years? That's embarrassing. And uh, yeah, ten and three doesn't really hold much water when you look at it that way. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go tough. with uh, my boy Mark D'Antonio. There for that one. Brett Bielma. Um, hmm. This is interesting. This is a tough one. It, 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 it's, so, it's not as tough as a Kirk Ferentz one, but I, I think it's, oh my, I, dare I say the same? Did, yeah, same as an option. So he won three straight Big Ten championships, 2010, 11, and 12. He was hot, man. Yeah, he was hot in the streets mm-hmm. during that little three-year and stretch. He, well, here, let me try to pull out his. So he went... 68 and 24 at Wisconsin over seven seasons. Let me do some quick math here yep. because Arkansas really taints some numbers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that might uh, be so why I won- say worse, just because of his departure <laughs> and everything, and then everything went south after. He went seven and four. Uh, or se- he won seventy four percent of his games at Wisconsin. That's that's strong. He didn't have a single bad season. His worst season was year three. They went seven and six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like, first year went no, twelve and one. That, that's that's not yeah. bad. Yeah, incredibly high floor. So that is something he has over D'Antonio. Ceiling not quite as high. The twelve and one team is nice. That was his first year, and that, that didn't even win hit, a Big Ten title either. So really, yeah. I mean, twelve and one and no Big Ten titles is that's tough. So we'll, we'll yeah. call it four Big Ten titles just for sake of whatever. Once, oh, how does he? He won the Big Ten in twenty twelve. They went eight and five. Is Wikipedia lying to us? That that yeah, that doesn't seem right, does it? Yeah, that <laughs> doesn't seem right. We're getting the runner. I mean, they went to the road. They went to three straight Rose Bowls, but they didn't win the Rose Bowl in twenty twelve. 12 Big Ten football stadiums. They didn't win the conference in 2012. They won the conference in 2012. Oh, that's right. Talk to me. (laughs) There was the Big Ten was terrible that year. They beat. Remember they beat Nebraska 70 to 31 in that championship. Yes, I do. Yep. Yeah. That. Yep. What a weird. That'll do it. What a weird Big Ten season. There was a lot going on. It was. It was a little overwhelming. Yeah. Because, yeah, Michigan State, okay. I kind of anyway, blocked the whole year out. Anyway, um, the ceiling not quite as high. Like to, to Losing the Rose Bowl twice is not as good as winning the Rose Bowl, winning the Cotton Bowl, and getting your absolute tail kicked in in the playoff. So D'Antonio gets the ceiling. Biloma gets the floor. D'Antonio gets longevity. Head-to-head, oh, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's kind of the same. It is. I... I... I, it pains me to say, but maybe I give Bielma the edge just because he was there for seven years and he made hay. Won three. Almost won every. three titles in seven years. Yeah. He just, I mean, very rarely had an okay season. So I, I, am I really going to go Burt here? I think I have to. I, I got to go with Brad Bielma, perhaps, just because 
yeah, you, you take his whole resume in that seven years. He's got bangers. D'Antonio, you take his resume. He had some duds in there. So There's some flops. He, Brett Bielema had no, not a lot of skips on his album. So, yeah, <laughs> that's the way I'm going to look at it. So I got to go Brett Bielema here. As much as it I'm pains gonna, me. I'm going to go same because D'Antonio's ceiling. Sure. Because of the Rose Bowl win, because of the Cotton Bowl win. Sure. Had, had Bielema won, honestly, one of those Rose Bowls. That's fair. Pro- give him the edge by a teeny nose. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, obviously an incredible, impressive seven-year run there. Um, but I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go same just because he, he couldn't win. He won the Champ Sports Bowl once. His first team won the Capital One Bowl. It's the Grand and that was a Barry Alvarez team. Like good for him, but it was Barry Alvarez. Sure. That's fair. And, you know, won the Champ Sports Bowl, lost the Outback, lost the Rose Bowl, lost the Rose Bowl, and then left before the third Rose Bowl. So, yeah. Deuces. It's, yeah, it's tough. Um, so we'll go tie there. Man, his Arkansas tenure. Oh, it's one of my favorite tenures of all time. <laughs> Just, Good God. I, man, I, I, I don't know the, scho- the scholarship, the, the salary numbers in front of me, but I, I, why would you ever leave Wisconsin to go to Arkansas unless they're tripling your salary? That, that was. Now that we know, uh, a not a wise move on Mr. Bielema's part. No. Happens, though. Tough. Um, all right. I think that we're, we're out of time. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, We're just out of time. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. The last segment can go long. As long as we get those sponsors in, we're good. Love our sponsors, yes. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Locked on Spartans. We've got a really good episode coming up for you matt you want to tell the people yes what's happening? sir we got anthony iani on tomorrow uh we're going to talk about his memoir about being the first autistic basketball player in college oh oh oh, oh. this is something i learned and it's very important yes he's not the first autistic basketball player he's the first basketball player division one basketball player with autism we will talk about that tomorrow then. Okay, perfect. Yes. Awesome. We'll, we can teach you See, how to learn program. on the fly here. This is great. <laughs> yes, you do not identify them as, uh, with, you do not identify autism as their defining characteristic. Oh. So they have autism. They are, they are not autistic. Nah, well, crap. All right. A man, a man with autism. I'm, but yeah, I'm already in the hole. Like, great. <laughs> Anthony's story is incredible. Uh, and I was just doing some research, reading up on some things. And it's it's spectacular and amazing, and it's so cool, so, so cool that Michigan State basketball has someone like him to not only represent them, but his story to be a part of the story of Michigan State basketball is really, really cool. And even cooler, and, super nice guy, too. Yes, One of the nice guys around. Nice. Took a shot of fireball with him at a tailgate last year. <laughs> he is the my, my man AI is is one of the best people around for sure. He must stand out uh, at a at a, uh, I've been he had a tailgate. few inches on me. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's I, like six two is like the tallest person at that tailgate. Oh, and Anthony Max coming yeah. in there. <laughs> no, it, it, that it had was to great. be that had to be awesome. So yeah, we're gonna talk to him depending on how long it goes. It'll uh, for sure be um, one episode. Uh, might break it up into two. We'll see how things sort of play out there. But looking forward to talking with him mm-hmm. and then bringing that to you. So looking forward to that. Thanks so much again for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Yes. Matt, take us home. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. All right, guys. AI tomorrow. Go green.